Welcome to the SDG Talks podcast, where we discuss all things around the Sustainable Development Goals and the Roadmap to 2030. We are your co-hosts, James and Kevin, here to take you along the SDG ride. We hope you enjoy today's SDG Talks podcast. Hello, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone checking into the SDG Talks podcast. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Jack Casey, who is the founder and CEO of Impact Consulting. It sounds quite corporate, but in fact, Jack is delivering pro bono consulting support, so free consulting support to social impact organizations like charities and not-for-profits, and making sure that these organizations that are working towards the SDGs can have the support they need from very, very capable professionals, um, those who are doing potentially, those are strategy consultants who are offering up this work in their free time, and in the process also including aspiring young students or professionals who are looking to gain more experience in the consulting world. So he is not only balancing the needs of the client and the social impact organization, but also those who are looking to gain a foothold in the consulting industry. And some of the examples of the work that they've been up to so far uh, includes a startup in Norway reducing plastic waste and alleviating poverty in rural India and helping an education charity expanding its presence in Kenya. So they are a really, truly global organization that's currently being run by one man in his bedroom at home in the UK. Um, And I really hope you enjoy listening to him speak more about the clients and the projects and uh, really the mission of Impact Consulting. All right, awesome. Jack, great to have you on the SDG Talks podcast. We met four years ago now. No, three years ago at Leeds University. Probably longer than that. I reckon oh, 20, no, it's, it's end of my first year, probably. So probably about 2015. 14. Yeah, yeah. I reckon. I reckon, Five yeah. Years. Okay. I was thinking of the end date. I don't know why. I started, <laughs> I started 2013. But yeah, we haven't really been in touch since then. Um, and now I'm seeing that you are working um, as an impact or you've, you've started your own company in impact consulting, or at least um, providing training to potential consultants and career development support, uh, networking opportunities. And I really think a great place to start would be to hear more about how you found yourself uh, founding this organization and what your drive was what was your what was your reasoning for starting something like this at such a young age yeah absolutely um so for me it all started earlier on this year probably in about march april uh, march april time um i was away at the university of sydney on my masters at the time and obviously covid19 was really just starting to hit all over the planet um, worst timing, worst timing. <laughs> really bad timing for i thought you missed the bushfires and then <laughs> yeah struck twice um and at the time, I was becoming increasingly aware of some of the challenges that sort of nonprofits, social enterprises, and startups were facing due to COVID nineteen. Um, and simultaneously, you were having a lot of students, young professionals struggling to find work. You know, a lot of internships cancelled, lots of graduate roles cancelled. And for those aspiring to go into consulting, again, a lot of firms were putting on hiring freezes and just not recruiting at all. Um, so it was very hard for these aspiring consultants to gain real, real experience. So I thought it was a really good opportunity to be able to provide these organisations that really needed additional help and support at the time with with willing volunteers um, that really wanted to gain experience in the field um, and use their, use their skill sets for social good. Um, and I was really inspired to sort of dedicate our time and our projects solely for social impact organisations. Um, it's an area I've always been really passionate, passionate about and it's a space where a lot of firms in, in those 
in those areas, you know, we're especially struggling due to COVID. So I thought it was a way to really dedicate our resources, our time, our consultants to really socially impactful causes. Mm-hmm. So your mission statement is to to train up these nonprofits and, and other organisations in that sector to be able to operate more effectively. Is that what you would? Yeah, definitely part of it. So we, we've definitely evolved over time. And where our business model was heading is actually quite different from how we started. Mm. Whilst originally we were a pro bono consultancy focused on you know, providing volunteers essentially to these types of organisations. What we're developing into longer term is now a, a platform for aspiring professional consultants to not only work on pro bono socially impactful projects, but actually to get uh, a variety of training, uh, networking and career development opportunities um, through a platform we're currently developing. Um, and through that model, we, we are now in the process of developing a startup. Um, so the aspiration is to drive revenue from a few, few avenues from, from that platform, but very much keeping to our core mission, which is you know, providing this pro bono support to organizations that, that really need it. Mm. So what, what would be the process if, if there was an organization that you found or approached you? How would you balance training up aspiring uh, young professionals, having the, the, the tools and skills to actually de- deliver on a potential project? Um, and how is it, how would you, I know that doesn't necessarily need financing, but if there's any element of that there then. Yeah, so I mean, it, the way we've developed the training, so all of the training materials currently in development is all uh, pre-recorded sort of modules on your core consultant skills, such as problem solving, uh, analytical skills, communication skills, and things like this. So these are these are going to be modules that can be accessed as and when needed by our consultants th- through our platform, uh, which actually allows us to probably, you know, really focus our time on growing our uh, scaling in terms of the number of projects we're undertaking and number of organisations we're working with. Um, and as a consequence, it means that, you know, we're able to hopefully provide our consultants with the opportunity to work on as many different projects as possible mm-hmm. um, on some really socially impactful projects. Yeah. Um, and are the, are the projects that you're seeing coming in already? I mean, how have you started sourcing them? Are they local, international? Yeah. So initially over summer, obviously, we had no one knew who we were and, you know, we barely had a website together. So it was very much a case of me reaching out to potential organisations that may benefit from uh, our support. So for me, it was very much trying to utilise my personal network, you know, alum- alumni networks and things like that. Um, and convince them of the value that we could potentially provide to them. And actually, it's probably easier than you thought to go to these organisations and say, hey, would you like five or six um, pretty talented, highly motivated people working for your organisation for, for three months, completely mm. for free on some of your most challenging topics, whether it's, you know, looking at how you can grow as an organisation, how you can um, how you can expand into new markets, how you can be more efficient and things like this. Um, but hopefully now, actually, as we're growing and increasing our presence, it's actually going to result in a more organic flow of, organizations coming to us and reaching mm-hmm. out to us for our support mm-hmm. um, and definitely from the start of next year that's going to become more common as well as you build the brand oh that's really epic I'm, i can picture that first conversation when the person asked you you know what what's the catch here there's no such thing as a free yeah ad, so. yeah yeah i've had that question so many times uh, what's the catch actually isn't one um <laughs> but yeah so it's but again it leads back to our message of how we're trying to help these organizations and mm-hmm. it's just such an underserved underserved market really whilst obviously you've got your well-known management consultancies out there that typically charge large fees for their clients um but typically these are organizations that never be able to afford these fees and yeah. as a result they've got there's quite limited support to them um resources on hand quite a lot of the time especially from a consulting context so we're really there to provide those additional resources not only in terms of personnel and people with the right skills and backgrounds but actually like doing it free of charge um it's really minimizing the impact on our clients as well mm-hmm. I, I really just love the concept i feel like you've struck it such a perfect time and you've pulled together these disparate resources you know young people out of work and people looking for opportunities and yeah. the need at the other end of you know funds are actually not coming in at the moment as well and we need support at, um, on, on the, the fundraising and nonprofit side of things which uh, I think is awesome but if you were to then have a case of five or six of these young consultants coming in how, are any of them with 
more experienced than other, and, how, and how do you do you bring in maybe volunteers who are actually still working full time or is it a, a pure volunteer force? Um, typically, they will most likely be students. We've had undergrad, masters, MBA, and PhD, PhD candidates in, in those positions, uh, which is really common. So, they come from a variety of backgrounds. Um, and similarly, we've had people with 20 years of work experience still want to work on our projects. And likewise, also uh, consulting professionals uh, mm. who maybe maybe their organisations they're working for you know these ginormous corporations, and they actually want to use their skills they've developed over a number of years for a really socially impactful project. So mm. they've actually applied to us to work on some of our projects, which has been amazing to see. Yeah, and, and yourself, do you do you then have any time still to get involved in any of the hands-on projects? Or are you full overseer? I haven't been able to so far. <laughs> no, no. It, for me, it's, it's most of my time really is dedicated to bringing the projects in. Um, mm. It is still in terms of reaching out to potential organisations um, and bringing in the work. It's quite a time-consuming activity. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not just about us having a maximum impact on our clients as well. Um, it's also about leaving a lasting impression on our consultants as well, making experience as good as them as possible. Um, so by making sure we're bringing in some really interesting clients that are, you know, clearly showing, clearly driving some sort of social impact is paramount mm. for us. Um, and that's where we align really well with the SDGs, because for us, it's that first criteria check of whether it's an organization that we would work for. Mm-hmm. Um, so as long as they tick one of the 17 goals, um, typically then it's our first, um, first marker that we know that, yeah, potentially we would work for this organization. And then mm-hmm. as long as the, it's clear that the client would be really engaged in the project, uh, willing to meet with our teams regularly, um, and want to get the most out of the experience as possible, then it's very likely it's an organisation we would work for. Mm. And so this is all done remotely. This is all online because you must have consultants and, and clients from completely different places. Yeah, yeah, all remote, all remote. So, I mean, on our current projects, we have consultants from about 21 different countries. Uh, it was quite global immediately even from our first projects. Um, and it did throw up some challenges initially. So, and it's definitely a mistake we probably learned from, from our first mm. projects. In that, uh, so, for instance, we've had one project where the client's in, Australia, um, Australia is just always difficult with time zones anyway, uh, but so the clients in Australia, the engagement managers in Australia, uh, teams are spread out across India, the Middle East and parts of Western Europe and suddenly you get a really significant time zone difference and it becomes mm-hmm. a challenge in mm-hmm. terms of organising team meetings and, and client meetings. So going forward, we've we definitely learned from that and actually have now gone for splitting the planet into thirds, so the Americas, Europe, Middle East, Africa and Asia Pacific. So if the clients in one of those regions and typically the whole team will be from that region as well. Um, and then it ultimately it still gives our teams the opportunity to work on really international projects by working with other consultants from different regions. But at the mm. same time, it doesn't make it too much of a challenge with, um, yeah, finding the availability to make meetings and make client meetings. When of course, lots of our consultants either are full-time employees or full-time students. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about I guess for the consultants, they clock off at midnight anyway, so 2 a.m. meeting yeah, someone yeah. around the world is yeah, yeah. difficult. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and have you found that it can be tricky to to manage i mean everyone that you bring on as a consultant how do you do the due diligence on them and ensure that they deliver the projects that you're the outputs that you're looking for yeah so we definitely have quite an extensive um selection process so like any you know firm as if we're as if we're recruiting these people normally we're we're going through an application process of uh reviewing their cv their background uh, and then going through an interview um so through that you know we want to make sure that we're bringing on board high caliber people that typically are you know really interested in going into consulting maybe have some prior experience or you know some good uh, internships work experience off their off their uh, in their pocket and then also um have done well academically as well mm-hmm. and then balancing balancing that with a strong interview performance and then they're likely to probably be on our be on our projects so it really is like a, the, the consulting application experience <laughs> yeah yeah that's training in itself as well yeah yeah I mean, the success of our projects, you know, completely hinges on the quality of our consultants. Um, so whilst it's a completely new experience for them working on a project in a consulting context, mm-hmm. um, as long as they've got the right attitude and, and um, 
and skill sets typically to bring bring on board then hopefully with the training and additional resources we will provide them hopefully we're giving them a good base to be able to really make um, valuable impact on on the client for anyone listening i'll put all the, the links below in, in the description so you can find an application uh, down there if, if you would like to get involved would you say then uh, because you've only been around for so long have you had many projects that have come to a close yet or a lot of them still underway um we haven't finished any yet we haven't finished any yet so all of the projects we really got going over summer are sort of wrapping up in the next few weeks um so it's got it's already hard to gauge you know mm. what value we have provided but in terms of feedback we've had from clients and generally from our consultants um it has been really valuable um and i think for for our clients you know the, the clear theme is that we've been able to work on work on topics that they just either don't have the time the time to work on um or the effort or the resources um you know it's a common quote of people are so busy working in the business that you don't have time to actually work on the business on the big mm -hmm. questions the big strategic questions um which is what we're really there for mm -hmm. to help them in terms of undertaking a lot of this research to allow them to make a more informed decision on you know their future strategy or what they're doing with their marketing uh, what they're doing in terms of operations um and that's really central to what we're doing what happens is you grow once as you get new projects once if you get new applicants in and it's yeah. all coming on your table how are you what are your what's your plan going forward for this growth yeah, so there's definitely operational and logistical challenges that are, are going to come about probably quite soon. Um, so at the moment, in terms of trying to bring on board more projects um, and increase our scale in that way, we've now, we're now currently bringing on board business development managers for each region. So three or four in the Americas region, three or four in uh, Europe, Middle East, Africa and Asia Pacific. So the idea is they'll be responsible for you know, networking typically with startup CEOs and nonprofit leaders and bringing in these projects. Mm -hmm. um, and then we can run from there. But, but longer term, there probably will be a hurdle in terms of without actually having a, a central hub in each of those regions, it's mm -hmm. quite difficult to manage from a central location from here. Mm, um, totally but my hope that. is my hope is still that we would even be able to split that further by having a you know, portion of business development managers in North, Central and South America separately, mm -hmm. similarly with a focus in Europe, even in certain regions such as the UK. Mm -hmm. um, and that will increasingly help us in terms of the number of projects. Um, but I'm mm -hmm. sure even from that point, in terms of getting to a managing that whole process effectively will become a challenge yeah. um, and it will hopefully by that point we are becoming a bit more financially sustainable as well where we can have on board uh, more than just myself as a full-time employee <laughs> to help manage all of that uh, and and support with not just managing the business development manager teams across regions mm -hmm. uh, but also bringing in projects themselves as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i can really relate to the kind of entrepreneurial journey that you're going on at, uh, going through at the moment um i mean on this podcast sdg talks me and kevin he's in chicago i'm here in, yeah. over in uh, europe and we want to do the same thing. We want to have ambassadors speaking in different regions and we want to grow as well. And it's, it can be tricky with the time zones and with your own time um, and putting all these yeah. pieces of the puzzle together it can also be very fun because it's business development in its own small way. Yeah. Um, and you, you kind of alluded to something a little bit earlier, which was developing new finance financing streams, because I guess a part of sustainability is of the company is having dedicated personnel who can oversee these things. Um, yeah. And of course it's not bad. It's not like you're going away from your roots by having some financial revenue in some stream. Yeah. Um, it's it's profit for a purpose uh, and yeah. that's a quote from a podcast i had yeah. about an hour ago so <laughs> um so what's the what's what's your thinking on on these these financing streams uh, and please you don't need to share the details you don't want to but it's yeah, interesting so, for people to get a feel for sure so firstly you know we're, we're really at our early stages where we're still trying to focus work out you know how we can structure, structure this effectively to not just make it financial, financially sustainable but also to maximize the impact we have on our you know our clients our consultants um so we've pivoted our models probably twice already um, mm. and even though we go we feel like we're confident in the direction we're going in now again it's not something that would be certain on going forward uh in a, in a few months time um 
in terms of how we are though, through the platform that we're currently developing, we're providing quite an extensive amount of training, uh, career development, and uh, networking opportunities for our consultants. And the idea is they'll be becoming uh, members on this platform to have access to all of that. All of that. Um, and in a su subscription model, they can have access to some of that on a free basis as a freemium model, uh, and some of it as part of a subscription model. Uh, and, so, and that's something that we're going live with in January. Mm. Uh, longer term, our aspiration is that we are, we are developing a large network of aspiring consultants, and thereby we therefore we see it as being a valuable recruitment tool or recruitment platform actually for professional firms um, mm. to tap into our network um mm. so typically we're longer term we're looking for it to become a a large global network of people that are all heading trying to head in the same direction and getting into some mm. it's like a training or... training wheels slash recruitment tool potentially yeah yeah and, so and... yeah so therefore as our network grows you know the idea is it will become more value, valuable for firms to be able to target into that network mm -hmm. and therefore as it becomes more valuable to uh firms yeah. and then therefore they will be posting jobs on our platform, you know, be doing live recruitment sessions form um, that therefore hopefully will make it more valuable again for our consultants. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just that knock on effect that hopefully that money forward. can be utilized for, um, for more pro bono projects with real impact. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, we're also another aspect that's absolutely core to us is we're currently dedicating a portion of our revenue to one of our clients, actually. Um, so we're going forward to definitely something we continue want to continue doing. Um, so at the moment, about 15% of our fees, uh, we are going to be dedicating to the Vantable Trust, which is a charity we've been working with uh, in Kenya that provide uh, education programs to primary school children there. Mm. And they're trying to fundraise to build a primary school in a rural region there. Um, so we're currently contributing to that with our with our fees. So hopefully, you know, as we expand and, and drive greater revenue, again, it just means we're contributing to that and, and furthering our mission as well. Mm. Well, massively. I uh, really, um, yeah, really, really enjoying hearing all this. And, and, and I'm hoping that you're, or I'm wondering how you're tracking all of your sort of outputs. I mean, the, are you keeping strong uh, internal data on you know consultants trained and organizations affected and, and money money raised jobs created i think there's so many potential things that could come out of this yeah so uh, because we're not live with the platform yet the, the training isn't something we we can do yet in terms of tracking but it's something we definitely like to do um you know measuring our performance is absolutely key and it's something that you know we'll do through surveys with clients with consultants going forward especially towards the end of projects and off projects um so with our current projects you know we want to really uh, bring in as much feedback as possible from our consultants but also uh, our clients as well in terms of how we performed and and to learn from how we need to change and what things we need to uh, put in place going forward to make sure that we're you know providing as best a service not just to our clients as possible but also to our consultants um, and hopefully you know measuring that we can really present you know the value we're having um mm. even on even on a pro bono basis i know this is looping back slightly but are there and of course there's privacy here at play but could you give any details behind any of the projects um i was hoping earlier we could touch on some of the outputs but I know they're all underway so yeah yeah it's um yeah you can maybe speak generally about a project or it's it's quite yeah no i can definitely talk uh, talk about them so um from the six projects we had going on over summer um in terms of uh, the organizations we were working with one was a consumer goods company uh focused in in norway actually um but very much their operations are based in india uh, where they use zero waste sustainable products um, and help um, provide employability to, to local farmers, actually. And their whole model is around reducing plastic waste waste uh, and alleviating poverty in rural areas of India. So for them, we're helping them develop from a business-to-consumer model to a business-to-business model. Mm. Um, another organisation is a social enterprise in Australia where they dedicate a proportion of their profits to fund for children from underprivileged backgrounds to be able to afford sports club fees uh, and sports equipment. Uh, that they otherwise wouldn't be able to do so. So for them, they're going into 
they're actually moving into a store. So we're helping them uh, understand what would be an, an effective store layout, uh, what products they could effectively sell and would be would be appealing to potential customers and selling in their stores and also online. Um, another one is a baby and toddler development startup uh, in the UK. Um, so they develop a, a variety of sensory products to help uh, children in their early stages. Uh, for them, we're helping them to understand their competitive landscape. So, you know, what competitors they have, not just in the UK, but internationally as well. It's it's typically the kind of tasks where they the actually require quite extensive research mm. and looking into. But sometimes, you know, for, for, for startup owners, it's it's prior, when you're prioritizing so, what you can do everything. and maybe you have other other things on your on your plate it's, it's hard to find the time to do them and that's mm -hmm. where we really add the value um so and then also a, a a think tank based out of belgium we're also working with as well um which we're helping them to develop partnerships with universities across the eu um and develop develop their marketing and and uh, fundraising strategy so massive variety in terms of yeah, the hugely. organizations we're working for in terms of the markets they they operate in um you, but also the the topics we're kind of supporting them with as mm. well so do you would you bucket these do you bucket them into set separate um categories is that done with sdgs or is it done and i'm also thinking because are the consultants coming in is it all just the strategy focus a lot of this is strategy but are there more specific experts that you want to pull in um within the consulting yeah. world so we've we've sort of developed our own practices in a, in a very professional consulting firm kind of way so uh simply we now will work with clients in four areas so business strategy operations marketing and transformation so typically our project will fall into one of those brackets in some way shape or form mm. um but it's we're definitely very flexible in what we can do um whilst typically it will fall in those areas it's a case of you know, having that discussion with the client to work out what their problem is, and if it's a, a thing that we can support with and it's viable, mm -hmm. um, and something that can be done from our teams, then it's definitely something we probably look at doing. And because it's small scale, they're probably needing assistance on more than just one specific area, yeah. as opposed to a big company that's like, yeah, this is we just want marketing. So there's when a consultant comes in, they don't specifically say, I want to work on just strategy development it's it's not it's not geared like tracks in that sense no and it, so that also differs so when we're going live with our platform our consultants will have quite a lot of free rounds range to choose a project they'd like to go on um mm. so typically strategy especially when we've been talking to our consultants is, is very popular so a lot of them will want to work on the strategy projects um but again we'll have loads across operations uh, and marketing too um so it's a case of they will be able to see on our platform going forwards um different projects segmented in a variety of ways actually so not just by the type of project that it is is it mm. strategy versus operations um also which sdg it supports so we'll be putting up the icon with the project um which would be pretty mm. cool just to show you know what goal they're ultimately contributing to mm -hmm. um and then you know where the where the client is um, and and a brief description of who the client is as well mm -hmm. so they can be quite informed on the type of project they want to join well, Jack, I'm sold. If I didn't have a couple of other things on my plate, I'd be writing an application myself to get involved in this. <laughs> Please do. Because I think this is really, really, really cool. Um, maybe something that could be quite nice, unless you have some other things to share that, that you felt that we didn't get to touch upon, but um, a call to sort of action for anyone out there listening. 
why should they and 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 who could they be that that would be eligible to get involved in something like this and, and what would be you know the outcomes for them yeah so i mean for the vast majority of your listeners typically as maybe they're working with an organization or or, or maybe they run their own organization typically contributes to one of the sdgs uh, for us that's the first tick in the box of whether we would work for them uh, and as you know for us uh, knowledge that we would be working for a social impact organization um, in terms of how the process goes about uh, on our website we have a, a short form that would help you to fill out just to sort of introduce yourself um, and we'd set up a meeting to discuss so I can learn a bit more about your organization mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but also to sit down and figure out where the areas in your organization that we might be able to support in you know is it your strategy is it your marketing and things like that and off the back of that we would then develop the project mm. um and get our get our team to work um and, and get it going um, typically our projects are about three months in length so it means that you know we're, we're with with you for a, a significant period of time where we will get to know your organization quite well and hopefully you know a real meaningful impact um and typically focusing on two core aspects so our projects are usually broken up into two phases so the first phase may be very strategic and then the second phase is more actually carrying out that strategy so maybe it's looking at how that strategy will therefore affect your operations or affect your marketing and then help with implementing that in the second phase um but yeah i mean i absolutely love if any of your <laughs> any of your listeners um and i'm thinking both sides too i mean people that are you know young professionals are working and um, I've definitely seen from the list, sometimes we do webinars and people put in the chat, um, you know, where they're coming from. And we've had a few consultants jumping into different conversations. Sure. So we could have both both sides here. This is a two pronged approach. Um, sure, sure. Free marketing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really, really, really happy to support this. And um, I hope that we can um, we can get something out of this. But um, I just wanted to say, you know, very thank you very much for coming on board today. Um, really nice to talk. And um, yeah, anything else to, to share with everyone, I'll make sure to have in the links below um, and then we can take it from there. Perfect. No, thanks, James. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the SDG Talks podcast. Make sure to check out all the show notes for relevant links from this show. Please share and follow SDG Talks on social media and stay tuned for updates from the Unleash and United Nations community. The goal of SDG Talks is to bring you value. So if you want to learn about something specific or have suggestions, please let us know. We look forward to seeing you next time on SDG Talks.